What's poppin', man? It's your boy, Ray Guevara. It's your boy, Sauce D. In the building! What's happening? Hey, hey. It's the Take and Bake Podcast, home with the highest takes on the net. You feel me? <laughs> Lil' Keys from the Screets is currently on an unpaid vacation from the Take and Bake Podcast. Well, shit, every vacation is unpaid. It's why I ain't get paid for my last one either. Oh, shit. But, yeah. He shot the Lil' Keys from the Screets. He actually left us with some very Keys-like takes. One, I'm gonna try to read his text messages off at various points in this shit oh, in his shit. voice, you know, outlandish as usual. But, um, I'm sure he'll have like a message for all you guys when he gets back and probably some dumbass music to come on when he plays. And in a, in a really rare introduction, mm-hmm. sorry you guys had to miss that this week. Yeah, I don't think anybody's <laughs> crying about that. <clears throat> Shout out to his fans though, as he calls them. Joe Sway is also in the building looking very comfortable as fuck. How you doing today, Joe? You having a good day? Doing great. Good, awesome, awesome. Um, without further ado, though, <clears throat> we're gonna get straight into it. The niggas Felice hasn't been that quiet of a day in the NFL, which is pretty motherfucking shocking. Um, Barson Wentz, Carson, if you cripping, Philly just gave him a four-year contract extension for 128 million with 107 guaranteed. He surpassed Russell Wilson. He's now the highest paid annual player in the league. <clears throat> Would you have dropped basically 130 on Barson Wentz? No. Hell no. I don't know what that general manager is smoking, but I need some of that shit because hell no. I'm not on the Barson Wentz bandwagon. He Why? hasn't did shit in the league since he's been in the league. You could argue that he probably that year they won the Super Bowl was the MVP candidate. Fresh out the box. Nah. What do you mean? Nah. He was. You, you, he you was. Forgot? He was. He had a. They had a good team. They had a better team than it was him leading that team. I just. I just haven't seen enough from Carson Wentz to give him 128 million. I. I haven't seen enough. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm missing something, but I haven't. I haven't seen enough to give him 128 million a extension. Extension for what? What are we extending him for? I mean, there's not a lot of good quarterbacks just floating around there that are available. You know what I mean? I it is a high number into making the highest paid play, but that's like you know what I'm saying. That's the what they say. I'm just saying you couldn't come with a lower number than that. It had to be 128 million. That's the price of doing business, though. <laughs> and it's like if you're gonna go all in with him by you know letting Nick Foles go. What's your choice? Like, if you wanted to give him a middle of mall contract, you should have just kept Nick Foles too. Obviously, they like Barson Winston Philly. Obviously, they behind him. They believe in him. You know, I'm not a Philadelphia Eagle fan, so I I, I haven't seen enough to know. But as far shout as out to Meek though, he's awesome. Yeah, shout out to Meek Mill for sure. Shout out to the whole city of Philadelphia. I don't want no smoke with nobody from Philly. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. But all I'm saying is, I wouldn't give a lot Barson of beard action out there. A lot of shady guys with beards, for sure. Um, I don't know. I I agree. That's a high, high number, but quarterback's been finessing for a long time. I mean, Kirk Cousins, for God's sake, has got a guaranteed contract. A high guarantee at that. You know what I mean? For the whole shit. So it's just like right. that position is just like that is the position that you can actually finesse. Like if you're halfway decent, you got leverage. I think he is cool. I don't know about necessarily that amount, but he is probably – in that second tier of quarterbacks already at a, a young age. Thing about dude is he gets hurt a lot though. 
That's another question. That's a big question mark, too. So they're basically paying him on what he could be, but sheesh, they got some weapons over there. And all of them, for the most part, are um, signed through Carson's deal. Feel me? They got Deshaun Jackson still. They got Ertz still. They got Nelson. They got some people over there. You feel me? I, I don't know. I think with that supporting cast, and their offensive line is pretty solid for the most part. We'll know at least by the end of, you know, the second year of this contract if it's worth it. And if I'm not mistaken, by the end of this deal, he'll only be in his early 30s. So that means he'll have another potentially big contract that he could able to secure. You know what I'm saying? Before it's all said and done. Right, right. And, I mean, fuck. Like, let's look at their division. I mean, who's really a better quarterback right now in that division? Drunk Eli? I have Dak Prescott better than Carson Wentz. Mm, ah, wow. We may mm. have to possibly go <laughs> to Walgreens to get a home drug test kit because there's no way you really believe that. You think Dak Press all lives matter, Dak is better than Carson Wentz? Explain that. Dak Press Dak Pre- Prescott. Excuse me, excuse me, who, who? Dak Prescott has done more in the league than Carson Wentz for sure. He has actually won a playoff game. He has actually took his team to the playoffs. But how did he play in those games? Every, we can't sit up here and act like he was the reason. I don't know if you. Oh, he played. Of, he played good because he played because he, I, I don't he played against the Green Bay Packers and I don't he know. Actually, if, did a good job when we played them in the playoffs. They lost because we had Aaron Motherfucking Rodgers. By the way, I think I would <laughs> I would I would lean on Zeke a little bit more than Dak being responsible for that. Personally. I don't. I don't know. I think Dak Prescott is for one thousand percent some middle of the mall shit, but it's okay. I think they have a middle of the mall division at quarterback. Who yeah, are they? Quarterback? Who are we that's talking what I said. about? Carson Wentz is the best. We're talking about Carson Wilson. Carson Wentz. You just combined Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz. That was fucking impressive, right there. Carson Wentz. Drunk Eli slash Daniel. I went to Duke Jones. Who, um, potentially Haskins, who got drafted by the Washington. Ali Smith R's. is definitely the best quarterback in that Allie division. Ali Smith currently only has one leg. <laughs> With one leg, he's the best quarterback in that division. That would be sure. a smooth negative. He will not be playing <laughs> next year, so we have to go by who's there. And I'm not giving all lies, Dak, the benefit of being the best quarterback. And I'm not I, giving it to Carson Wentz. I'm I, not, bro. Yes, I he, do not believe in God, bro. He can ball. He can ball. Oh uh, well. It's, Dak is can he play mid- 16 games? That's what I want to know. I don't want nobody who can ball for seven games, for five games, and maybe ball. He didn't really ball last year. He played last year, and they were terrible. Terrible is a stretch. And again, No, they were terrible. Of- they weren't and in again, the playoff hunt. They were three, four games. And again, that's still Nick Foles came injury. back and saved them. They were horrible last year when he was the starting quarterback. They were bad. They were in a bad spot. It was very early in the season, and again, first time coming off with like super major injury. But we we'll see. Yeah, we'll I have see. to give. I, if he proves me wrong, hey. But I'm not with the Carson. It's interesting you brought up Dak. Um, Carson getting this big money, Russell Wilson getting the big money he did, and the money quarterbacks in general have been getting. Does that set up Dak Prescott really getting the bag from Dallas? Because they haven't came up on a deal yet. Like, him and uh, his agent in Dallas are still, like, far apart on a number, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? So, is Dak really about to get a $100 million contract? For sure. For sure? You paying Dak $100 million, Joe? Hell no. 
Well, I, I don't I don't know if he gets a hundred million guaranteed, but the way the market is set up is kind of looking like that. Why not? They're giving everybody a hundred million. You might as well give. Well, they have to pay Elliot still. They have to play Amari Cooper potentially. Oh, you best believe Elliot's getting paid. <laughs> you best I believe. mean, why would you I best believe that... Elliot getting paid and not believe Dak getting paid? I'm not saying Elliot ain't the superior player, but as you can see, like this is more of a premium. That's one thing about Jerry Jones. He'll pay everybody. The Cowboys will pay everybody. As long as you stand up for that pledge. <laughs> um, yeah, that too. This is very near and dear to Joe's heart. From one Joe to another, Joe Staley got a two-year extension from the 49ers. He got drafted. This is going into his 12th season. He got drafted in 07. This is his second extension, I believe, with the Niners, if I'm correct. Um their quarterbacks did not have a lot of success being protected last year or the year before that or the year before that or the year before that. Did okay with the 8-8 eight eight season the year before that. Didn't release the terms of his deal, but do y'all think Joe Staley still got some juice left at his age, and is that a good choice by the Niners to extend him? Yes. Yes. Why? Because he's Joe Staley and he's on the Niners? They haven't had a lot of good linemen on the team in recent years, so that's not a very good argument. No, he was one of the better ones. D-boy, feel yeah. free to chip in at any moment. Staley, yes. I have to – I will pay him. He's been, a, yeah, he's been a solid offensive lineman. We can use him in Green Bay. So if they didn't pay him, we would have came after him for sure. You guys actually don't ever go after free agents. We would have took a look at him. No. Staley Raw, and he's Staley. he playing with for a weak ass team. He's been blocking for weak ass running backs ever since Frank Gore has left. He definitely never doesn't have a quarterback like any quarterback in the league. As any quarterback in the league, would they like to have him on this team? I guarantee you the answer is yes. Um, he balls. Joe Staley, hella old. I'm. It's weird they didn't release the terms of his deal. That lets me know it's probably a team friendly deal. But I think he could still be an effective player. All Niners slander to the side. I can't judge this deal until I see how much he got because they have too many motherfucking needs on that team at every spot and position to have overpaid to keep old ass Joe Staley. You can find a motherfucker. So you would pay Carson Wentz, but you Carson Wentz plays a position of quarterback. Joe Staley has not thrown any touchdown passes. Oh, nor but has he's, he been. He's, nor has he been named ma- as an MVP candidate. <laughs> He's, it just hasn't happened. He's definitely helped a lot of motherfucking quarterbacks throw touchdown passes. That's like who? Sure. The great C.J. Beffer? Yes, he. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Are you aware the Niners have not won more than six games since 2013? Are you yeah. aware of that? So and I'm aware he was job. a key player on that team when they did. He was one of the best players on the team. Yeah, but I'm saying he can't be that great, right? I hate the 49ers, but that motherfucker was blocking the shit out of Clay Matthews when we played the motherfuckers. Clay Matthews didn't get a motherfucking sack. I do not <laughs> like Clay Matthews' hair at all. But he was raw back then when we was playing him, and he was shutting that nigga I down. I feel like, listen, I feel like he like a, a like a rapper, right? Like Clay Matthews I'm talking about now. We'll, I'll get back to hating Joe Staley soon. Clay Matthews had about two, three good mixtapes, and niggas just turned him into, like, one of the godfathers of rap. Like, nigga, I don't know if he was ever even that fucking good. I think this nigga made a couple hot songs, bro, and we just all ran with that. I'm dead serious. Hey, nobody ever seen a... It's rare when you see... It's rare when you see a white... 
offense, I mean, like defense, rusher. defensive pass rusher getting sacks. You know, usually they, they you know, they hit you. They hit hard, but they don't, you know, they don't usually come with a, a swag like he came with. He came with the first type of rushing the quarterback swag I've seen from a white player. I'm not going to lie, bro. I feel, like, I feel like if any black player would have done everything Clay Matthews did, there's no way people would have been calling him just yeah, dumb wrong. Do I'm not but, trying to hate on Clay Matthews right now, but, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Clay Matthews is that white boy that it's all the niggas There's a reason the why the niggas like, not retiring to Packer. Is, is Clay Matthews is that white boy that you go fuck with and he beats your ass in front of your friends and then y'all be like, all right, don't play with him. He, <laughs> he ain't one of them. Like, yeah, he, uh, that's he the definitely ain't no middle of them all yeah, white boy. Yeah, that's for yeah, sure. Right. I, I, I respect his game, but I don't know. I just feel like it was like a little run where he had a couple good seasons and we started talking about him like he was a final boss. And really, like, I don't know. I don't know if Clay Matthews so... Long story short, I don't know if I give Joe Stedley hella props for beating up a one hit wonder, my nigga. That's all I'm saying. He has he has eighty career sacks. He's had, he he's probably I wouldn't I I agree with you. I wouldn't make him just one of the top five ever or nothing like that. I don't I don't think he's nothing great, but he was a good solid player his whole career. And he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. Hmm? Clay Matthews is going to the Hall of Fame. Definitely. Definitely going for to the sure. Hall of Fame. He might be second ballot, but he'll get in there. Uh yeah. That's going to be a hard <laughs> pass for me, actually. And he's playing for the Rams this year. He might turn up for the Rams. The only reason why he's going to have those other players, he never played. And that's another thing about Clay Matthews. He's never had too many star defensive players. After Charles, after our Super Bowl run, he never really played with nobody else. That was the, I need you the to defense. Say Charles was Woodson's whole name. Don't don't like gloss over that. Like put some respect on. Charles oh no, nah, Charles Woodson's the motherfucking yeah. man. I yeah. fuss with nah, Charles. That's a Wilson. real final boss yeah. right there. He's definitely a final boss. But, yeah, he could have success on the Rams, but not so much as because their defense is good. I mean, they lost some pieces, too. But at the Aaron end of the Donald, day, though. Yeah, Aaron Donald is definitely He's going to make somebody boss. get seven sacks. <laughs> but I just think about being around Jared Goff every day and getting the influence to see greatness like that. That might, uh, you know, step Clay Matthews' game up. <laughs> being being pushed to the limits in practice with a quarterback with that just genius of a IQ and just natural talent. Oh, like talent. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that uh, shit, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you know. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But, we got, you know, Jared Goff, nigga. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. That's what I'm saying. People know what time it is. Um, Gerald McCoy, the Buccaneers got the fuck rid of him instantly as soon as they got a new coach. Because, you know, and Dominican Sue went over there, which we talked about last week. First of all, before I get into Gerald McCoy shit, he's a solid player to me. And he did good for the Bucs. Do y'all, y'all don't think it's kind of disrespectful that they gave and Dominican Sue his number, like, off the rip? That's not crazy. He was getting money for the Bucks. That's not a little bit disrespectful. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened with that. They didn't want to pay that man no more. Well, but, obviously, but, I'm saying they really gave up his jersey number though. Oh, they gave the jersey number up. Oh, yeah. I mean, his jersey number can go. He he was good, but it wasn't like they was finna hold. You got to be a raw motherfucker for them to hold your number, bro. <laughs> they didn't gave away a few niggas' numbers that was raw. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Okay, see, I know it's not the NFL. Okay, see, it was very disrespectful. They let the most middle of the mall, small forward, NBA, G League, special-ass nigga really wear number 35, and I really still can't believe that shit to this day. That was super disrespectful. That was big petty right there. Them niggas will never get another free agent after Paul Goldfish and George. I promise that. I promise that. You still fucking with OKC or that's... Uh, well, I'm not against Paul. I'm more against. I'm more, I'm more against Westbrook for him going fishing. 
Paul George did his motherfucking thing. Except for that last play. He probably should have stuck his hand out. But um, Jerry McCoy got signed to the Bucks like we was just... Or he left the bus. I'm sorry. He signed to Carolina Panthers. He had a couple options. People thought he was going to Ravens and shit, but he stays in a division. He signs a one-year, ten, uh, ten million dollar deal with the Panthers. You think he's going to turn Carolina defense up? Yeah, for sure. That's the best fucking free. Even these dramatic pauses are wild. That's the best uh, free agent acquisition they got. Was Gerald McCoy? They didn't do shit in free agents, so I think that's they finally got Cam Newton some help. He doesn't get no help. That's another player that don't get no motherfucking help. He also doesn't think there's any racism in the NFL about the quarterback position. Oh, I can't fuck with the Carolina Panthers. We <laughs> yeah. have to go. We we have to. Yeah, and and, and his hat selection is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But yeah. you know. We'll see. I think Jeremy McCoy still got the juice. Like, they made a Bruce Arians came over there and was already hating on him before he even started and played in the motherfucking game, saying he wasn't as effective as he needed to be. So, they actually asked McCoy about that shit. And you feel me? He uh, basically they asked what he thought about it. He said, I didn't think shit about it. I, that man said that before he even knew me. And that's why I'm still, not, that's obviously why I'm not on that team right now. And I feel it. That was the best way to go about that. But yeah, that was. That was crazy. I don't know. I, but they did get two players for the same price they was going to have to pay him. But I don't know. I still think he got juice left. I think that's a good addition, like you said. Oh, yeah, he Carolina. definitely not done. He's not nowhere near done. Jeremy McCoy is going to do damage for the uh, Panthers. Yeah. Will the Panthers be good? That's another question. I don't see the Panthers being good this year. But they don't have a crazy tough division, you know? So they always have somewhat of a shot. Now, how Cam Newton comes back after his injuries and the little procedure he had over the summer. That's going to determine a lot. Did they add a receiver? Their receiver game is trash. It's been trash, but they, you know, they got to the Super Bowl with a whack ass receiving court. You know, mm. they, I like that coach, Ron Rivera. He's, he's very good. Yeah, very good. Um, Duke Johnson. Now I know you guys probably haven't watched a lot of Browns football within the last few seasons. I was going to ask you who the fuck is that, but now I know yeah. you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I've had him on my fantasy team like three years in a row. Yeah, how does that work for you? Uh, well, there you have it. Um, he's actually right now. <laughs> he's like a reserve player. But but they had a lot of running backs. You know what I'm saying? They've been getting rid of running backs like nigga future toss bitches. But and they will not get rid of him though. He he finds his way on the team every year. Well, he's been on there for a minute. <laughs> well, point I'm getting to. Funny you said that. He's actually <laughs> demanded a trade. So him and Baker have been low key. I don't want to say beefing is not the right word, but it was like. Asked Baker Mayfield what they thought about him demanding a trade because they um, he found out that the Browns put him on the block since they do have a million fucking running backs over there and he took it personal or whatever. So Baker was like, "Well, shit, he either with us or he not. Like it's up to him. You know what I'm saying? He, either you want to be here or you don't. Like you you all in or you not all in. Do what you gotta do." Oh, Baker Baker Mayfield got the Roger push right now. If he ain't fucking with you, the the. We ain't fucking with you. That's that's they model. Especially with right all the, the talent they have in there with Kareem Hunt gonna be a Kareem foot push hunt to those who listen to this carefully. Um or F P if you wanna shorten it. Um 
he'll be back after week seven. You know what I'm saying? So they they have a strong strong thing on offense. They don't need no motherfucking Duke Johnson. But right now, <laughs> but on paper he's the best running back they have until Kareem Hunt is available. Yeah, put in an undrafted free agent, see what he can do. Who gives a fuck if Duke Johnson don't play? It's when they got Odell Beckham, they could throw the ball fifty fucking times a game. Nobody's gonna miss Duke Johnson. Somebody can, somebody he can be replaced. Well, his point was that, uh, you know, he, he didn't say anything wrong. He's like, he likes the coach. He believes in the coach. He had a good relationship with all of him. But when it came to his attention that they put him on the block to be tr- traded, he's like, I, I kind of don't want to be here no more. He said, for as long as I am here, I'm going to continue to do my job. I'm going to go to the utmost of my ability. But loyalty is a big thing for me. Yeah, and up. I feel like I've been loyal to this organization for as long as I've been That's here. That's players in problems in – that's the players' problems. It's no loyalty. It's a business. Any real player understand there's no loyalty in sports. So is he wrong for wanting to trade because he saw that they were No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Neither are they. For basically not giving a flying fuck? For basically, yeah, being a business. Who is Duke Johnson? He ain't did shit. Some players is just... is. <laughs> who gives a fuck that Duke Johnson's on the trade trade block besides Duke Johnson. You think Cleveland gives a fuck that he asked for a trade? Do you really think them people give a fuck? Do you think they took one five seconds to be like, well, damn, did we make the wrong decision? Do you think a fan in Cleveland right now is going to be like, oh, we lost Duke today? Fuck. <laughs> no. I can't say that I do think, actually. I can't, I can't say anybody's tearing the fuck up about this. If you guys are a part of the Duke Johnson fan club, you can go ahead and hit us up on Instagram, but... uh you know, I, I I don't know. I thought he had a good point, but like you said, business is business, and right. it's like I don't know about just saying that shit publicly. I know we offer athletes speaking their mind and all the shit. You know what I'm saying? But some shit you just keep to yourself. You know what I mean? Like I probably wouldn't answer that question. I'd have probably just moved on and went next question. I guess you could give him um, a little credit for fucking uh, keeping it trill, as the youngsters say, but. Uh, Whatever. I want to backtrack a little bit too, though. You feel me? Um, no, before I backtrack, let me run take my life. I, I wish I could read this in Key's voice, but I'm not uh, backward high, so it's it's not going to work. But this is a direct quote from Keys. He said, he didn't give any context at all. All he said was, Duke better ball those games Hunt suspended to get his value up. What that had to do with the topic? Not all exact sure, but... Okay, cool. He also said that McCoy stayed in division and he got some football still left. He going to fuck the Bucks up when they play. Okay. Um, you know he's rocking with Big Joe Staley. Oh, you know I'm rocking with Big Joe. That's how he said that. Yeah. Oh, you thought he was talking about you? <laughs> and he said Barson deserves his contract, barring any injuries. He was talking really fancy in these text messages. Barn and I don't know why he didn't just record this shit, but you know, whatever. Keith's points actually make a lot more sense when, you know when they're being read than when he's saying it. Because <laughs> he definitely doesn't explain the shit like that. Um, he said, barring any injuries, Carson is definitely the top QB of the young group. No idea who the young group is, but I, I somewhat agree. Anyway, um, back to this nigga Duke Johnson. 
Yeah, I don't think your trade value is really high. I don't think how we were saying we don't know any members of Duke John. I don't think there's like a bunch of NFL teams just screaming like, "Oh fuck, Duke's available." We gotta stop what we're doing to go make some talks with Cleveland to give up every draft pick and asset we have to get Duke fucking Johnson. Yeah, you might as well just enjoy that Cleveland weather and beer or wherever the fuck. I really think they should here. they're better off together than they are apart because the Browns could use a running back till Hunt gets back that's actually has some experience and nobody's giving up a draft. Nobody nobody's he's they not signing Duke John they're not gonna be rushing to sign Duke Johnson. I mean, who really needs a running back right now? 49ers desperately need a running back. You think so? Uh, I mean, Who's that dude that they had playing Breida. last year? He was, yeah, Breida was cool. He made it a hot line. We got to see if he can make it a hot song. That was one season. He should have a better McKinnon better coming team. back from an ACL The Niners injury. are going to be a, a better team this year for sure. They quarterback them. Oh, play. so they should win five games. No, I got them. I got That's them. all that means. Look, I'm just saying. I'm not disagreeing with you, but all that means for them to be a better team is them winning five games. The bar is pretty fucking low in Santa Clara slash San Jose. The Niners are going to upset some people next year if – they co- if they stay healthy. It's a lot of ifs. I was hearing this same shit last year when Joe told me they was going 10-6. Quarterback got hurt. That's cut. I mean, Barson Wentz got hurt and Philly won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that goes to my point early, earlier. What, that he led them to that point? That he is weak as fuck. You don't do weak as fuck and be a fucking MVP nominee, bro. That's just it's a double negative. Like I said, like thirteen. Like I said, I think he played. He played 10 awesome games. He played awesome. I'm not. I'm not even a huge Barsha Wins fan, but this nigga was balling. I can't take it away from him. 128 million. Hey. Niggas get paid every day, B. Do I sound like I'm hating on his paycheck right now? Oh, yeah, here? and I can't <laughs> wait for him to run up on you. Bad back and all. Because I am. Fuck Barson Wentz and anybody who's fucking with him. <laughs> all right, he might be signing up for some Philly street beef you're not ready for. Niggas going to pop up on you on the ATV. <laughs> what? You know, them niggas be riding the little bikes in the middle of the street and yeah. shit. That shit crazy. Um, Don't be wishing the AT the ATV be for me, not the ATV. You said fuck everybody rocking with Carson Wentz, not me, nigga. This just like when Jimmy Ward catch keys. Oh, my nigga Gilly the King for sure ain't fucking with uh, Barson Wentz. One thousand percent, he is. <laughs> he has a Barson Wentz jersey somewhere in his house, um, or and or condo slash apartment. I don't know. Kind of like in the middle on Gilly Kid because he was hating on Wayne. Carter Five is out now, and shout out to the great people at Bumbu. Before it gets too late in the conversation, Gilly, Gilly said, "I slapped the shit out of baby." You notice he ain't said shit about Slim. <laughs> niggas act like Slim name is a foreign language. Niggas rather say Candyman or Bloody Mary in a bathroom mirror five times than say Slim name. And a motherfucker rapped a lyric about Slim. Slim look like he done burnt a few niggas. That nigga don't say shit. Mm-hmm. Big tall motherfucker with a sleepy eye. That nigga look like he done. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you can't watch them quiet motherfuckers like that. They do all the work. Well, speaking of niggas getting knocked the fuck off, how did you guys enjoy that Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, Dazen fight yesterday? The great Dazen that's taking over American boxing, according to Eddie Hearn. 
Anthony unbeatable Joshua that all the heavyweights are quote-unquote ducking because he's so great and he sells out Wembley. Unbeatable. Nobody can fuck with him. Everybody fights his leftovers. Just the greatest heavyweight. So raw. Making his American debut at Madison Square Garden. Knocked the fuck out. TKO in the seventh round. Previously undefeated. Knocked off by a goddamn replacement fighter in Andy Ruiz. Because Jarrell Miller failed not one, not two, but tres drug tests. Knocked out and knocked him down four times total. Lost to a fucking replacement fighter that only got the fight because he hopped at Eddie Hearn, Joshua's promoter's direct messages to get the fucking fight. Basically got paid pennies for that. Knock Joshua the fuck out. Josue, did you watch the whole fight? Yeah. I'm not an Anthony Joshua fan. I came on here and I said that he was going to knock Andy Ruiz out. Andy Ruiz is shaped like melted ice cream. You know what I'm saying? He looks like the fucking Marshmallow Man from the Ghostbusters movie. If you're old enough to have seen that shit. He's shaped horribly. He showed tremendous hand speed. He got knocked down in what was that, the second round? Third round. He got knocked down in the third round. Dominated the fight from that point on. I couldn't believe this nigga, Anthony. In the same round. I could not believe that. I could not believe that. And y'all niggas mean to tell me he was supposed to be Wilder? Him? That guy that just got knocked out by Andy Ruiz was supposed to be Wilder? Or Fury. Or, yeah, or Fury yeah, for that matter. Fury up for sure. My, as, as out of shape, Fury was on crack like three years ago. Fury would have beat the blood out that boy. Fury was in better shape than Ruiz. So, so my bigger Fury question, looked like he drank a beer before he came to the fight. So and still put up a fight. My thing is this: Has is Joshua always been this trash? Did he have an off night, or or what's going on? Because he, he said everybody was ducking him. He probably underestimated his opponent. I will say, Rui, I, I'm not going to sit up here and say Who I've watched him fought, fight a hell, a hell of times and no shit like that. But for his size, he had a hell of more hand speed than I expected. And Joshua just looked lost. He just, he did not have it at all. So they're playing the, they said he got knocked out sparring a week before the fight. And they're saying that's why. His dad didn't even want him to fight. Seen that, but I also seen... Him make no excuses, which I low-key do respect him that. And his promoter said that the rumor that he got knocked out in sparring was untrue. Thing that fucked me up the most, right? Because I don't know. To me, I, I maybe he just was really a hype job. Maybe he just, I mean, I'm not the type of person to write a boxer off off of one loss. Like, I think because Mayweather went undefeated, people kind of get, like, ridiculous with that shit, right? Like, you could have two, three losses on your resume and still be decent. Like, nobody's not going to say Manny Pacquiao is not an all-time great, even though he got knocked out by Marquez with the Manny, are you okay? Manny, are you okay? Are you okay, Manny? And that nigga was asleep for a cool minute, and niggas thought he was dead. Pacquiao's still a great champion. Pacquiao's still a great champion. I'm saying one loss don't make you a bum, but it's just the way he lost, right? It wasn't no lucky punch or no one-punch knockout. Like, bro was purely dominated and outclassed the whole motherfucking fight, bro. That shit was motherfucking crazy. Yeah, but he, I don't think he should be judged off this one loss. He should get another fight. 
<coughs> thing is, though, he really fumbled the fucking bag. Now, all that bullshit and the negotiations with him and Wilder and him trying to get Wilder to fight uh, on days in for three fights just to, or disown, whatever the fuck you want to call it, for three fights just to fight him and all this other shit. Now, that how's that fight going to be worth the same amount with him having a loss on this shit and Wilder still undefeated? If he would have just fought Wilder, they could have both cashed out. There's no way he made a fraction of what he could have fucking made fighting Wilder. I think he has to fight Fury next. I think that's he has to fight him and he has to win. Cool. Yes. No, well, um, yeah, they exercised the rematch clause. So Joshua and Ruiz will be running it back in either, uh, what did they say, November or December of this year. And um, Wilder said that after he fights Luis Ortiz, Next, that he plans on fighting Fury after that. So the earliest Wilder and Joshua will fight, based off of what both parties are saying, will be in 2020 sometime, like maybe in the spring of 2020. And they both have. They fumbled the bag. Like y'all don't think so? Like, and people will say, "Oh, you're just you're pro Wilder, you're pro Fury, or whatever." Think about it. Everybody said, you know, it's Wilder's fault. You know that they didn't fight. All, all the you know supremacists and uh, anti motherfucking uh, PBC people, right? Because you know boxing fans tend to make it about the promoters and not the fighters themselves, which is again dumb as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But here we are, right? Hello to everybody saying that Wilder was fucking up those negotiations. I don't know if you motherfuckers know this, but Ruiz is a PBC fighter. Same promoter as Wilder. How the fuck was he able to strike a deal to fight Joshua then? What changed? I thought you said Heyman wasn't going to fuck with, 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 with Hearn, and it couldn't happen. No, it's different with Ruiz. Oh, like the time they tried to choke me in Smoke Backyard. Oh, he probably made $10,000 on that fight. Fucking I Hearn thought, I thought Hearn would never, not that you said this. But nobody, yes. Listen, I was told... Heyman would never do no type of business, fair business, with Eddie Hearn. And that's why the Wilder fight did not happen. Fair business, yes. This wasn't fair business. This was some bum who didn't get paid shit. He's now the champion. If you have that much beef with him about the Wilder fight, why would you let a lesser fighter fight him for any amount of money? If it was that serious, how they putting it on? Is it supposed to be a throwaway fight? Like I said... It's very clear who the common denominator in all these motherfucking problems and issues is. Because why the fuck did uh, Anthony Joshua not fight Fury then? And they both are in London. Easy fight to make. Joshua? Fury? Who? Fury was scared of Joshua? No. Joshua was scared of Fury for sure. I don't think, to keep it a trill, I don't think Joshua was scared of none of these niggas. I think it's his promoter. Nah, his promoter was trying to milk this motherfucker for everything he's worth, and his plan motherfucking backfired. That's all it is. You could have cashed out. You could have had the same motherfucking result. You thought you had an easy lick, and you was going to stretch this out before you had to fight Wilder, and y'all both missed out on hell of money. Y'all fumbled the bag. This nigga got knocked out by motherfucking Ruiz, and now that mega fight might still happen, but not for all the motherfucking marbles. And I do not feel sorry for now. So y'all think that was a lucky fight for Ruiz, or y'all think he's really... No, again, because it wasn't a lucky punch. He outclassed Anthony Joshua, took all the nigga belts, and he knocked him down four times. He didn't just land one. He whooped his ass. Who y'all got in the rematch? 
I now, Ruiz. let me throw this in there. The rematch will for sure be in London. Um, will it? Because Ruiz said he's not going to London unless they pay him $50 million. They might. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they might. Just off the strength of, they can draw a lot more in Europe. They can manipulate uh, the pay-per-view numbers over there. Not not that they use pay-per-view, but whatever the equivalent is to, to where he can get that. Now. They about to pay that man whatever he wants. But want. shit, I, I, he got to knock him out, though. If, it go, if he fights over there, it can't be no decision. He got to really dog his shit 1,000%. 1,000%. But that was some humbling shit. But to me, honestly, the weirdest thing about that fight, bro, I know you can't be a sore loser and people be getting mad like when Triple G walked out the ring when he didn't like the decision against uh, Canelo, uh, Bad Meat Alvarez. Pause. Um Bad meat. Remember, it's bad meat. Yeah, that's why he failed several drug tests and got suspended for six months um, because the beef was tainted in Mexico. Uh, how the fuck was Anthony Joshua so fucking friendly and nice after he got his ass whooped? Like, he was posing with pictures with this nigga, like, giving him congratulations. Like, he didn't even look upset. He wasn't even sad that he lost. That wasn't weird to y'all? Are fucking English people just that friendly? I don't know about y'all, but I I might say uh, congrats this on the win. Friendly motherfuckers. I, I, I might why. say congrats on the win, dog. But any nigga that just knocked me the fuck out is definitely not getting no hug. He kept too. Right in the immediate aftermath, he was like, "Oh, don't interview me. This is not about my night." He was the better man. Talk to him, bitch. No, he made you fumble the bag. Whooped your ass in your but American debut. He was being debut. humble before they even fought, though. He was. I one thing I said being about humble him, before is one thing, but after you lose. But I'm just saying that shows his. That's his character. That's not a front. I thought when he was being humble, I thought he was trying to flex on him, like when he was being humble with her. But he wasn't. He really just. He's a humble nigga. I will say that about bruh. He takes his shit like a man. He took. He took. I can respect somebody who take a loss like a man. I'm not one of the type of person if we. Have a Boxing fair a fight. Thing. If we have a fair fight and I lose, I get knocked out. Shit. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I can't. What I'm going to do? <laughs> be mad. Be pout. It's worse. I think it's worse to pout after you get knocked the fuck out. Not not pout. Or but lose a fight. Not or get pout, dog. but not be buddy-buddy. Because it's not just losing the fight and all your belts in your American debut. You have to know in the immediate aftermath, you fumbled a $100 million opportunity, bro. That but, Wilder fight was about to be for all the fucking marbles. You fumbled the entire bag. Even if you get them belts back, assuming Wilder doesn't lose, you feel me, no other fights from this point on, there's no way they can ever see the money really they was going to get. It's only really five heavyweight fighters worth watching, so he's going to get a bag. He's going to come back up. All he has to do is win another fight. Somehow He might get it just off of publicity. That motherfucker, that fight might not... Wilder and his fight ain't going to change. It's really not going to change. No different. If, if Anthony jo- Joshua and Wilder fight, they're still going to get a bag. They're still going to get whatever bag they ask for. But listen, that fight's not going to de- deteriorate that. You can get a Honda Civic bag or you can get a Lamborghini bag. I'll take the Honda Civic bag because it's better than the bus bag. Who's not going to watch that fight tomorrow? Would you not watch that fight tomorrow if they fall? It's not about me and in the, in the, in the boxing Would fans. You- I'm saying... The money that it was going to generate from them both being undefeated. Like, that was going to take that shit over the top into the next level because it's been anticipated for so long. Two undisputed champions trying to unify all the belts. Like, between Wilder and Joshua, unless you count fucking Fury's, like, whatever made-up-ass title, all four of the alphabet belts was between them two niggas. So that would have been a title for the undisputed heavyweight 
championship. Every belt in the fucking division. You feel me? That was going to be one of the biggest fights in the last 30, 40 years. Yes, but not them both being undefeated yeah, because nobody's going to give Wilder the credit for it, beating a nigga that yeah, Ruiz that's a, already it watched. It takes a hit, but it doesn't really take a hit money-wise and view-wise. They're still going to get the same amount of money. They're, they're, they're not going to lose ratings. Now, now, if he beats his ass again on December, then yeah, then, it's something, then that's something to look at. But and again, that will still only be this nigga's second loss. Yeah, but which is, is the crazy. I'm not saying y'all wrong. But I'm saying that's the crazy part of boxing, right? Like that will only be his second loss. He's only lost in one person, but the entire bag is fumbled. Yeah, you can't keep. He can't keep losing to the underdog. I mean, that means he ain't a champ. I mean, he ain't fought the right part. Shit, we want to see Louise and uh, I'd rather see Louise and Wilder. Well, again, well, shit, Wilder <laughs> already knocked him the fuck out too. Oh, Wilder already knocked him out. This is a rematch for. Oh, you said Ruiz, Ruiz, not Ortiz. Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. yeah. But they're both PBC, so that's a, a very easy fight to make. You know what I'm saying? But again, that probably wouldn't be till some point in 2020. I'm, I'm excited to see if Ruiz keeps it up. I'm rooting for this fat ass now. I was, and he's from California. If y'all didn't know, so that's you know we always pro Cali on this shit. But yeah, I couldn't believe Joshua fumbled the bag like that. Oh, crumpets and TS nigga really dropped the bag. Really fumbled the bag. That's what Eddie Hearn ass get though. I feel worse for Joshua than I do Eddie Hearn. I really do not like his promoter, bro. Like, and I'll say this before we move on: if this nigga could not take Ruiz's power, what the fuck was he gonna do when Wilder hit him with that wild ass jackhammer windmill right hand, bro? What was he gonna do if Ruiz already had him on his feet in the third, off his feet in the third? I don't know if y'all niggas know this, but Ruiz does not have a fraction of the power that Wilder got. Period. So, I'm, all you niggas telling me that Anthony Joshua to watch Wilder, I don't know, bro. I really don't know. Just based on, yeah, that's that was a consensus. They kept saying Wilder was ducking him. Wilder was somehow ducking a nigga that can't take a punch from Ruiz. Sad story. Sad motherfucking story. Side note: Pacquiao and Thurman is talking a lot of shit to each other. I'm getting more and more excited about this fight. You you better hope so. You better hope so. I don't even know if you all the way feel that in your soul, but you're always confident in Pacquiao fights, even when he got many. Are you okay? But or KO'd, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's not a late punch, man. We all seen we all seen the replay. We all seen he slapped fire out that nigga, made him start thinking about a whole bunch of other shit. Nah. Never. He, Manny, are you okay? Man, man, went to sleep, sleep. Um, but switching it up to the association, I'm glad that motherfucking June 30th is around the corner because I'm getting so tired of all this free agency shit. We've talked about all the rumors and gossip and all this shit more than we've talked about the actual game. This is actually a lit-ass season, if you think about it, unless you're a Laker fan, of course, because they weak as fuck. You know what I mean? Or if you're like a Knicks fan or a Cavs fan or some stupid shit like that, this has been a pretty good-ass entertaining season. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the most part. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets traded Allen Crabb. Shout out to him because he went to Cal. The 17th pick in this draft and a protected pick next year to the Atlanta Hawks for Torin Prince. Google him because I know you guys listening don't know who the fuck that is. Um, He's also cool with KD. 
and a 2021 second round pick. Now, I know you guys are like, okay, what the fuck made you just bring this up here? The implications are the Nets making this trade, assuming they don't bring back D'Angelo Russell. This clears up space for two max contracts. Now, even if they do get D'Angelo Russell, they still have space, or extend him, I'm sorry. They still have space to get another max contract to pair with him, right? And for Atlanta, they now have the 8th pick in the draft, the 10th pick in the draft, and the 17th pick in the draft. Already got Trey Young over there and uh, John Collins, who was a, you know, a young player on the come up too. I think that's a pretty good-ass trade. And it tells me that the Nets is being aggressive. They must know something that we don't. All this Kyrie to Brooklyn shit must have some smoke, right? Because they don't, they don't make these trades, you feel me, and not Who clearly say, get? huh? Who did they get? Brooklyn? No, they basically, they made, they, they in they return, player-wise, they got Torrin Prince, but they got rid of Crab, who got a big-ass contract from them when he left Portland. So that cleared up space. So they have space for two free agents. I'm not thinking that they trade these picks and clear this space unless they have a great idea that they're about to get two people. Every, excuse me. Everybody's focused on Durant going there, but I'm like, if they don't get mm, Russell, no, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler and Kyrie to go along with Allen, who they already got there. Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench in a real-ass offensive system. They could make some noise. They already made the playoffs with a middle of them all roster this year. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think they bust these moves without the potential of really getting some niggas. And as far as the Hawks, like I said, they got Trey Young and John Collins. It's not a bad draft, bro. Like having the 8th pick, the 10th pick, and the 17th pick, you could fuck around and flip two of them, keep one of them, and get another decent player, you know what I mean, in a trade before it starts. The East is as weak as it's been in a long motherfucking time. It's not like the Hawks don't got no smoke at, like, actually, you know, climbing into an AFC. Every year a team has a chance in the East to make the playoffs the following year. That's the good thing about the East. Somebody always has a chance to Except come the Cavs, up. they had no shot this year. Yeah, they, they're done. They're weak They're as done. Fuck. They're done. Yeah. Best it's thing about Cleveland is uh, Kid Cudi and Ray They Cudi. always done that for LeBron Lee. That shit is horrible. Yeah, bet they wish they would have kept his ass, huh? Um, we'll see though. I'm just glad that that shit is like around the corner. The draft is actually in a couple weeks, so we're gonna see how all these motherfucking chips fall. But I thought that was a solid little trade. I think I don't know. I don't got that much belief in the Hawks, but even if Kyrie goes to the Nets and they keep D'Angelo Russell, that might be okay. I don't know who the fuck is gonna play defense in the backcourt over there, but uh. I wouldn't be mad at them in the backcourt together. I think Brooklyn could make some noise. Boston keep Rozier. You know what I mean? Nothing won't change. We'll see how that shit plays out. But um, to the NBA Finals. Currently, the series is at 3-1 Toronto. Toronto got the uh, victory tonight in Oracle. Left a lot of fans like myself in kind of disbelief. It was Kawhi Leonard solidified himself. As very clearly a top five, well, he's been a top five player. Might have to argue to put him as a top three player at this point. He was crazy tonight on both sides of the ball. Been crazy the whole finals on both sides of the ball. Really dominated this game. Going to be interesting to see. Where are y'all at with it? Do you think the Warriors can do the unthinkable and come back from a 3-1 lead like Cleveland did to them? Or is this is this over? I'm right with you. I got Warriors in seven. I'm not. 
I got words to tell. I'm not giving up on, on, on what the fuck I had a belief in. Definitely not how I thought the series was going to pan out, though. Toronto's putting up way better of a fucking fight and taking it to the Warriors. They thoroughly outplayed them niggas today. Thoroughly. Clay had a great game. Steph drove the 30-piece, but didn't look assertive enough at all times. The Warriors' pick-and-roll defense has been motherfucking terrible. And again, I'm not going to take when shit away play, from Toronto. When a player is so good, I do this because I, I tend to do this with Aaron Rodgers sometimes. Sometimes when it's a like player is... fifth Aaron Rodgers reference today. <laughs> sometimes when a player is so... Because I always compare Steph Curry to Aaron Rodgers. I feel like their games are Aaron, similar because they do magical shit in the yeah, game. True, but Aaron Rodgers is going to have to win um, about two more championships. Oh, Aaron Rodgers and, is going to need four or five other pro bowlers to play with too. He will. But another note though. We'll see. As far as greatness on the court, Steph Curry has that greatness. Like so, when he has a bad game, Aaron Rodgers can throw for three hundred yards, have two touchdowns and interception. They be like, "Oh, he played like shit." Oh, Aaron Rodgers, something wrong with him. Steph Curry can go for thirty, and they're gonna be like, "What's wrong with the nigga?" Is not or go God. for forty-seven, and then Skip Bayless will say it was the quietest forty-seven <laughs> points he ever seen. God, that guy gotta get drug tested. But no, so one, so one of mother, one of one of. Those, when those players don't pull rabbits out there, he's not going to pull a rabbit out his ass every fucking game. This nigga's not going to hit a turnaround three-pointer from half court and make everybody go, oh, shit, we still got a chance. Like, he's not going to do – he needs some help at some point. He just – they he, he's not getting it as on the offensive <laughs> side. His def- – I will say this. His defense was suspect today. His uh his attention to detail was kind of off today. That was more disappointed in his offense. It wasn't the missed shots. It was the at clutch moments he made. He didn't make the plays that he needed to make. That's what was more disappointing in his game tonight. Right. And I will say Draymond, had he had a bad game today. Although he got I don't know if he ended up getting the triple-double. He was damn sure close to it. Mm-hmm. Finally, at all, we've been talking about how he's been keeping his composure and doing his thing. Finally gets a technical at a horrible time when they finally started making a little bit of a run. Over a call, he was clearly in the wrong guy. I thought, I thought my man was past that. You know what I'm saying? That 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 wasn't a wave. I'm still rocking with Dre, though. I still like our chances, especially if we get Kevin Durant back. But we'll see. I'm not I'm not fucking with all this. Oh, everybody turning this into Oh, the fans are different. We need to get the We Believe fans in here. Listen. When the Warriors was fucking trash, the tickets was five dollars because they were fucking trash. Hello, do you think Lakers tickets motherfucking um just are, are, are like cheap now you know what i mean like uh hello once you start attaining a certain level of success shit get expensive i know new york tickets them niggas is weak as fuck but i guarantee you the tickets are still expensive nigga that is a price of doing business bro like do i like it no but a lot of people complaining about being priced out of these games wasn't going to a lot of them motherfuckers anyway, let alone let's run it back to 2015 when they got to the finals. How many of you niggas complaining about the stands and shit being gentrified even went to a fucking finals game, let alone a playoff game? Let me know. Hit me up on IG or Twitter or whatever. So the main people complaining about that never was going to these motherfucking games anyway. And last but not least on that point, You guys watch a lot of basketball. Have you ever seen a fan score a fucking basket? Do fans play defense? No, so I don't give a fuck if it's poor fans at the game. I don't give a fuck if it's middle class niggas at the game. I don't give a fuck if it's rich people at the game. They're not going to score or play defense. 
Who the fuck is at the game makes no different on the impact of the, the fucking score. The same people at the playoff games is the same people that been at the regular season motherfucking games. I don't get what the fuck they saying. I don't get why it matters. But I'm Are they just not saying, cheering loud enough for you niggas? If you, Hello, if you motherfuckers have been to five finals in a row and you need the crowd to cheer for you to win the game, something is wrong. But motherfuckers is ridiculous. If you can't afford a playoff ticket, you couldn't afford a regular season ticket. Them motherfucking tickets is never cheap for the Warriors. It's never a cheap, let's go to a Warriors game, it's finna be cheap again. Them motherfuckers have been in the finals five years in the motherfucking row. Let's, There's let's, not let's, a cheap seat in the motherfucking building. What are you talking about? Is it cheap? <laughs> let's ask the resident 49er fan since Keys is OT right now. Are the 49er games expensive? No. Why? When they were good, albeit seven years ago, were the tickets expensive? Yep. Hello, nigga, hello. There's a common thread here. Good team, expensive tickets. Weak team, cheap tickets. I'd rather watch these niggas from my house and they continue to have success than be able to go to every fucking game because they suck. And I'm begging Monte Ellis to make the all-star fucking team. That's going to be the highlight of my season. And if we maybe beat the Lakers one time out of three games. I don't give a fuck about this this whole conversation about it. Is it fucked up they leaving Oakland? Yeah. I don't remember too many niggas crying about the motherfucking Grizzlies going to Memphis. It's just sad that Oakland ain't going to have a team. Period. Not even just... The A's leaving too. Aren't they going to San Jose or somewhere? They staying. <laughs> no, the A's will be playing in Oakland. They can't go to San Jose because the bitch-ass San Francisco Giants blocked that, saying that's dipping into their, uh, <laughs> basically their uh, territory for promotion and, like, advertisement and shit. Like, that part of the shit goes to San Francisco. So they're going to vote against that. Not like they have all the money in the world and, you know, one fucking three World Series San titles. San Francisco runs shit when it comes to this Bay Area shit. All that shit be fine and dandy, but uh, when it comes to financial... San Francisco. Yeah, 1,000. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a better sports city per se. No, it's not. It's just that, yeah, that's where the money yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, again, I don't want to make it sound like I don't want them. To, I would have loved for the Warriors to stay in Oakland. That would have been awesome. But again, same conversation, right? Let's say these niggas build a stadium in Oakland. Hella nice. What, you think the chickens is going to be cheap just because they stayed in Oakland? You think if they fucking burned Oracle down and rebuilt that shit with all the bells and whistles, that it was gonna be cheap to get an Oracle if they stayed in Oakland? Did y'all really think that? I'm lost. You feel me? I'm lost on what the argument is. Why would you think that it was that the prices was never gonna go up? It's fucked up, but that's the fucking price of doing business. Shit, I bet I bet you motherfuckers in LA ain't crying about the price of getting to Disneyland. You niggas been there lately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mickey Mouse going to fuck your ass up. No, it's very expensive. And it wasn't that expensive, you feel me, not too long ago. Inflation. The world fucked up. That's how this shit go, man. Right. Um, do you think that it was smart for them to sit out Clay in game three when he tweaked his hamstring in game two and they ended up losing? Whenever you're ready. Run that by me once in a while. I think that Tito's done hit me a little bit. You mean that delicious bamboo? Um, yeah. Uh, I said, do you think that it was smart for them to sit out Clay Thompson in game three after he hurt his hamstring in game two? The Warriors ended up losing that game. 
Should he have play? Should they have let him play last game? Uh, no, I, I don't think he could play. I don't think it was a coach decision. I think it was a he couldn't go because he barely could go this game. So it wasn't like you can tell Clay is one of them niggas. If he can play, he's going to play. It's not nobody's making the decision for him. He. No, But he probably couldn't play. They probably seen him. He probably he probably could have. They they didn't sit him out for. They, believe me, Steve Kerr wanted that motherfucker on the floor. If anybody wanted him on the motherfucking floor, it's Steve Kerr. Facts. If Steve Kerr set him out, he was honestly looking out for his best interest. I believe it's the same thing with Durant because I I agree with you. He goes out there, hurts himself anymore. These niggas will feel bad for the rest of their life. Period. That like. Over one game, even though it was the finals, like, damn, we could have took a little more cautious of an approach. You know what I'm saying? Because if he would have came out limping his shit this game, like, off the rip, they would have known, like, man, this motherfucker's really hurt. We should not be playing him at all. Like, it's just too much that could go wrong as opposed to them winning one game and then that shit going right. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm for health at the end of the day. He's still, like, a relatively young man. You feel me? Going into a contract year and shit. Don't don't fuck around with your health. I wish he could have played. Y'all know I'm the self-proclaimed leader of the Clay Hive. He bought out tonight, by the way. But I think that was smart. You feel me? Like, don't go against no doctors. There's been plenty of times niggas try to get out there, i.e. Derrick Rose and shit, come back early from injuries, and then fuck themselves off for the long term. You know what I mean? Like, hard choice. But I don't think, like you said, they just sit this nigga out for no reason, bro. Like, I don't think that he was good to go. Plenty of doctors have been fired for lying about saying niggas could play. Look, I look at the Spurs. They told Danny Green wasn't shit wrong with him. This nigga's playing with a, a fucking injury the whole season. Bricking shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Sucks that they lost the game, though. Because I really think they, they win. Uh, <clears throat> I think they win um, on Wednesday if Clay does play. For sure. Now, this same game, Kyle Lowry dies for the ball. Gets pushed. And at the time, we didn't know who it was. We thought it was just a random white man with gray seats. Turns out he got pushed for no fucking reason by a dude in the stands who turned out to be a minority owner for the Warriors, who owned like 7% of the team. Pushed this nigga for no reason. Kyle Lowry at Mealy. Y'all seen the play? Okay. So it turns out dude was a minority owner. Immediately, everybody from Steve Kerr to the players on the team to the actual Warriors themselves put out a press release apologizing, saying they don't fuck with that or condemn the behavior. NBA jump on it right away. They find dude 500000 banned him from all team-related events, banned him from Oracle for the rest of the finals and from their first year at Chase Center. And there's rumors that haven't been confirmed yet, you feel me? that they're going to make him sell his stake in the team for putting his hands on Kyle Lowry. Now, do y'all think that that's fair punishment or they should have done more, should have done less, or is the whole thing just blown out of proportion? Um, you and these fucking dramatic pauses, I swear <laughs> that is going to be the fucking death of me. Like, seriously. I think fair punishment. Why so, like a lot of people were saying, oh, he's a billionaire. Five hundred thousand dollars for him is not a lot of money. Well, not being able to go to to any more finals games and any games next season is worse than the five hundred thousand one. Yeah, but also. They might, might kick him out too. Yeah, but also for me, 
I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if this motherfucker's a trillionaire. $500,000 is $500,000. That's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of fucking money. Even if you got it, that's a lot of motherfucking money. No matter how you slice it, no matter what you say, it ain't too many people on the face of the earth, you know what I'm saying, that can look at $500,000 like it's just pennies. That's a lot of fucking money for some for some shit, you know, like you taking a fine, you know what I'm saying, for something you was doing at a work event. Period. Fuck it. I think it's appropriate punishment. I don't know if they should make the nigga sell his stakes in the team or whatever. But shit, uh, your boy, uh, what was his name? The the race, Donald Sterling. They made they show forced him up out the paint, and all this nigga did was got recorded by his side bitch for being a clear racist bigot. You know what I mean? This dude actually put his hands on somebody. So if Donald Sterling had to lose his, you know, part a way bigger uh, percentage in the Clippers Donald Sterling had than this dude. Did he had. say some racist shit? No. Well, he. Yeah, well, I, I mean, li- no, but listen to me. Now, listen to me. Again, it's apples and oranges, right? I'm not saying it wasn't, but I would low-key rather somebody call me a nigger. No, don't. don't, you, don't. Can I, you mind if I finish real quick? Yes. Okay. I would rather somebody call me a nigger, not even to my face or directly, than put their hands on me knowing I can't do anything back. Don't touch me, especially at work. Do not touch me. You feel me? Knowing that I can't do nothing to you. You literally put your hands on somebody. For instance, Charles Oakley shoved the motherfucking security guard. He's not no owner or nothing. He went to jail for doing the same thing. And he don't own shit on the Knicks. Right? He didn't even touch a player. He didn't even touch a fucking player. That nigga went to jail for pushing somebody. Dude... Pushed this man. He put his hands on him. Why he can not do nothing back again? Because he's Kyle Lowry. He's in the NBA Finals, and he doesn't want to go to jail and or get fined because he's at work. Who pushed him? A minority owners of the Warriors pushed Kyle Lowry when he dove into the stands for the ball. Just a little one-hand soft-ass push, though. Don't matter. If somebody is at your job while you're working... And does a little one hand soft ass push to you when you're not looking? Would you expect him I mean, to be he able to come to your job again? I mean, he should get suspended or something. He should, but Donald Sterling had to fucking go. That man had to get up out of that here. That nigga got a phone conversation recorded. He didn't touch anybody. He called Magic Johnson a nigger. Literally said the word nigger. Literally was flat out. That means you don't got respect for not only. Other people, players, your own players. How much little less respect do you around. have if you put your hands on somebody? It's not. It's it's not as deep. It's not. It's not. Shit. He should get fuck. suspended. Give him a fine. Whatever. Don't let him come to the rest of the games for the series. But that's that's you know. Y'all crazy as fuck. We just got to agree to disagree. If y'all listening to the Taking Bag podcast right now, talk some shit online. Have a secretly recorded conversation, but do not see me out and about and motherfucking pushing me because you be prepared for some motherfucking smoke and consequences. I'm not with that. Talk all the bullshit you want to, but don't violate my space, bro. Do not motherfucking touch me, especially while I'm fucking working and you know I can't do nothing back. That's crossing the line, period. You don't need to put your hands on nobody. I don't give a fuck if it's a foot push like Kareem Hunt did to sis in the motherfucking elevator or a hotel, I mean. Don't motherfucking touch me. Period. And he said some bullshit to him, too, talking about, uh, 
I told him to fuck off or something to that that extent or whatever. I don't know. We can agree to disagree, but I just draw the line at touching me. Don't motherfucking touch me. Period. Now, if Donald Sterling would have called him a nigger and shoved Magic Johnson, then he for sure could have got fined and all the shit. But I don't know. Like, I, I draw the line at some physical shit. Because guess what? What would have happened if Kyle Lowry would have re- Nobody even knew, bro, was a minority owner of the Warriors, right? Now, what if Kyle Lowry would have been not looking how he was and just off a reflex turned around and knocked him the fuck out right before the commercial break? Then what? Then what? You know what I'm saying? And on the flip side, if Magic Johnson would have seen Donald Sterling, old ass, and knocked him the fuck out when he seen him for calling him a nigger, what would people have said? They would have said, oh, that was really racist what he said, but you crossed the line. He didn't touch you. He didn't violate your space. We've seen it time and time again, bro. When it becomes fucking physical, I don't know, bro. The physical shit is where where I feel like it's not cool. So the most I could do is ban him and shit. Because I'll tell you what, if he would have pushed Steven Jackson like that, Steven Jackson was not going to react how Kyle Lowry reacted. That's what I'm saying. If Kyle Lowry could have pushed him back, wasn't that going to happen to Kyle Lowry? He could have nudged him back the same way. I don't, I don't know if you really believe that. Nothing would I do to believe Kyle that. Lowry. I believe he could have gave him a weak-ass push, and it would have went back to camera. They would have reviewed that. They, they, you can't just be pushing on people. They, can't, they, cannot, they cannot suspend a man for pushing somebody back. They would have took The NBA would have took so much scrutiny for that. The Kyle Lowry made a conscious decision. Not to, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying he should. He had to be in that position. But I'm just saying, like, shit. Some player, he just he just happened to push the right player that night. Some motherfucking players in the NBA wouldn't have gave a fuck about none of that shit. Oh, I would have took the L. I bet you Ibaka wouldn't. I bet you would. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? You, I bet a turn off. I bet Ibaka wouldn't though. Ibaka wasn't going out. Ibaka would have stole on bro. Ibaka's in, in a, a habitual swinger. That's that's what he is. Fuck him. And when nobody standing by him was gonna do nothing either. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I wonder what Kawhi psychopathic ass would do. Kawhi fuck somebody up. That nigga's a robot. I, I, I'm starting as much as he kicking my team ass. I'm starting to fuck with Kawhi more and more and more and more and more. Speaking of which, y'all see that he got a lawsuit out for Nike. So this nigga, yo, Nike. You know he was a Nike athlete. They wasn't technically a Jordan athlete. Which was a mistake anyway, but, uh, you know, fuck that bald-ass Republican. But anyway, um, so, you know, they call him the Claw. He had a little logo, you feel me, of the Claw or whatever. That's his nickname. When, when he signed a New Balance, Nike tried to block him from using his own logo that they did not design, you feel me, for putting it on shit for his own merchandise and for his charities and community work that he do. They're trying to block him from using his own shit. That's why that logo is not on his signature sneaker with New Balance. Right. So he filed a lawsuit with Nike over that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't make the news and shit until just now. Sad to say, I think it's fucked up that they can control a logo that they didn't even make or help fucking, you know, really make popular. <coughs> I don't think fam is going to win that lawsuit, though. I think he might as well chalk that logo. Nike is too big, fam. Nike is too motherfucking big. Y'all think he got any shot of getting that shit back, or should he just design a new motherfucking logo? Mm-hmm. It's over. You not hey, beating... Nike, that shit is mm-hmm. fucked up. How could a nigga just take your rap name? They really mm-hmm. just took this nigga rap name. Nike would take everything. Nike, I'll let Nike take my shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Nike going to... Check, just do it, nigga. That is the check. That is the check. Nigga. Also, unpopular opinion. I'm not saying I would go out there and buy them, especially since he's whooping the fuck out of my team. 
damn near single-handedly. His New Balance shoes is not that as bad as niggas was trying to say. They don't look that terrible. They're they're who ha- they're they a perfect exactly shoe, like a shoe for Kawhi Leonard. Exactly. They are a exactly shoe for exactly, especially with ugly ass shoes some niggas have, bro. Who else should wear New Balances in the NBA at the time? Like but it doesn't this? matter, bro. If it was a Kawhi Nike Leonard. shoe, but if it was a Nike shoe designed the exact same way as motherfucking Kawhi Leonard's shoe is right I now, I want people, people to look at it like wet. this. Why Leonard has changed the game as far as a marketing position. Like, everybody else has your kids going to school. They want to get the Nikes. They want to get the Jordans. They want to get the Kyries. Imagine your kid telling you he wants a $40 pair of motherfucking New Balances, and he's going to feel just as great. Kawhi has made it confidence to not be – he has changed the game of how you think of a motherfucking star player. Yeah. Like how you think of shit? Like he, you don't have to be all. You cap. You don't gotta have all cap. He's not no cap. Motherfucker, gonna have your kids in some New Balances. I guarantee it. It's gonna be little motherfuckers going up first day of school in some New Balances. That was Shaq was horrible though. I hope his shoes ain't like Shaq was horrible. That the Reeboks was, was cool though. I'm sorry, I beat my son ass if he asked for some checks. <laughs> I whooped the shit out of my son. Okay, Adrian Peterson. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> losing motherfucking sponsors over here. This nigga Tyreek Hill over here. Oh, nah, nah, my son get. I don't know. This my son. I'm gonna raise him how I feel is fit. He getting his ass whooped if he asked for some checks. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's pretty black people shit. Um. Yeah, we whoop our kids, but please believe we do. Adrian Peterson, I don't know what he had going on. I'm not saying child protective services would be called on me. I done been whooped by my dad, got my ass whooped by my dad, and never had to call child protective services. Real so. quick though, I'm not saying you're wrong. Real quick though, I want to I want to put Keisha's takes in here. He wanted me to let the world know with a bunch of crying emojis that Joshua is pussy. That was his whole assessment on the whole boxing thing we talked about. Thanks, bro. Um, both sides won the Nets trade. They have something cooking. This is real elaborate facts right there. Thanks, Keys. Uh, it it was smart to say Clay let him get Rex the extra couple days. All right, and you know he always calls me weird, but he said dude is weird for pushing Kyle Lowry. That was that's all he gave me right there. Um, athlete of the week, my friend. Who you got? I got motherfucking. I have Kawhi Leonard. I'm not going to lie. I have Kawhi. Just for being a final boss? Just for being a motherfucking final boss. I have to give it to him. He is actually <laughs> balling the fuck out. He has carried the motherfucking Toronto. I hated the Toronto Raptors. I actually argued with you all year about them motherfuckers being weak. And I told you he wasn't going to stay in Toronto. I told you the motherfuckers was going to be shit. They wouldn't even get out the first round. I have hate for Toronto for no reason besides Drake. I fuck with the six guy. Me and him are definitely cool on good terms. But besides that, I hate Toronto. I believe I said that the <laughs> Toronto Raptors would be in the NBA Finals this year against the Golden State Warriors. <clears throat> oh, you don't know. You don't know. You, we don't got to run that Kyle back. We know Lowry. who you pick. I have to give We a, know you pick Boston every year. I have to apologize to Kyle Lowry right now. This oh, who else said that? That motherfucker is actually, he's good. I, <laughs> that's bruh, it's just because he's chubby, bro. That's the only reason no, why he's don't fuck I have, with him. No, it's not. It's because I have actually watched him smoke a lot of shit in the playoffs. But somehow Kawhi, it, somehow that nigga has found a, a inner him, and he is going. He is he doing his thing. Yeah. Um, my athlete week, I had Andy Ruiz. Keys did as well. 
We were talking about him earlier. He knocked Joshua the fuck out. Not only is he from California, but he's the first ever Mexican-American heavyweight champ, period. Big movie. Shout out to all my Mexican homies out there. You know what I'm saying? Big day for y'all. He's still going to get his ass whooped by Wilder, but that was lit for him. Quote of the week? Any takers? Uh... I don't have a quote of the week. <laughs> so you just used Keith's quote of the week. That's pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> I had Draymond. He said, you know, we've been on the other side of a 3-1 to one comeback in the finals before. Why not make history again? And that's exactly the motherfucking energy we need. So fuck all you L.A. Raptor Laker fans who's all of a sudden on a bandwagon. Fuck anybody who just started liking the Raptors or talking down on the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? We coming back, bro. That's the energy we need. You know what I'm saying? We going to make some motherfucking history. And if we don't, fuck it. It's always next year. But I got hope still, bro. I'm not off the wagon. Y'all niggas know what time it is. Whole bunch of gang shit. We believe. You believe. I believe. Turn up, nigga. <laughs> and with that, it's your boy Ray Guevara. It's your boy Sauce D. It's the Take and Bake Podcast, home of the highest takes on the net.